encourage you to listen to the last teachings because it'll help bring you up to speed so you can maximize what it is. And so with that, January the 1st, we will start our 21-day fast. You know, I had never really fasted before. Um, I never will forget the first fast that I did at my previous church years ago. They said, we're doing an all-night fasting and prayer. And me and my ignorant self went, and, and it started at 10 p.m., and I went and ate like a whole pizza before, you know, because, oh, I'm going to be hungry. Fool, you normally sleep from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., you know. So, and then, you know, and then we started fasting here for real. And, uh, and you know, we used to joke about it, and we used to be comical about it and all that type of stuff. But this is, we won't be, it won't be a laughing matter anymore, and you'll understand that. Um, and so, um, so we will start to fast on 20 on January the 1st, it will be over a 21-day period. Okay, now it's not the end of the world. If you got some special activities on January the 1st, okay, it's not killing anything. And so the fast can be done by three ways. You can follow the instructions on the website. We made a slight change to our website. Our website is different now. It looks really glossy. <laughs> and, uh, but you'll see a 21-day fast graphic. When you click it, all of those pictures on the home site, you click it, it takes you someplace. 21-day fast graphic, it gives the rules or instructions for the fast. So the foundation for it is for the first three weeks, no meat, no sweets, no bread. Okay, now let me say something. A fast is not for the purpose of seeing what you can get away with. A fast is for the purpose of seeing how far you can go. So don't be sitting up there at the grocery store trying to analyze the ingredients on stuff. Is this really meat or not? If you've got to ask the question, throw it in the trash. Okay, and no, this is seeing how far you can go. Now, don't get under condemnation. You know, I always use this example. We had a gentleman in our midst. He was attempting a 21-day fast without food, and he did it for 16 days, and on the 17th day, he ate food. And then the devil beat him up and said that he was a failure because he didn't do the 21 days. I said, no, you were successful at a 16-day fast. See? So it's nothing, I mean, I shouldn't say it's nothing, it's nothing really, well, I shouldn't say that. It's nothing magical about a 21-day fast, but it is something mysterious about it because it's three times seven. And so, and the Daniel fast is the only fast in the Bible where they ate food. That's the only one. That's why a lot of churches like the 21-day fast because it allows you to skim and do the minimum instead of the maximum. Okay, so you'll see that. So do that foundation. All of you, as they say, can stop eating meat and stop eating bread and stop eating sweets. When you first start this, sometimes you will experience a headache for the first one or two days. You will experience anger for the first one or two days. I'm dead serious because that is your body upset at you. It's telling you, fool, what are you doing? Do you realize we live off sugar in every single day? Okay. And so uh, and then the headaches will come from your body uh, being detoxed. So you have to flush yourself with plenty of water, plenty of water, plenty of, plenty of water. And so that will be the foundation for it for three weeks. You'll see some other mild instructions there for the last week. And so that's, that's the foundation for everybody if you're going to join us on the fast. The second phase is for those who want to go harder. And with that, these are ones who, in the first week, you'll, you'll no meat, no sweets, no bread. But then in that, in that first week, you'll pick three days and, and do three days with no food. Then, then you'll go back to eating. And then in the second week, you do another three days with no food. And then you go back to eating, and then in the third week, you will um, go back to no food. That's what I am doing, I think. Now, there's something mysterious about that, because that's also three, three sets of threes. 
Um, and you see that. You see that with the fruits of the spirit is three sets of threes. The gifts of the spirit is three sets of threes. There's a scripture that I learned from overseas that they use based on a three-day fast with no food. And it's found in Hosea 6.2, King James. It says, and after two days will he revive us. And the third day he will raise us up and we will live in his sight. So they use that scripture for a three-day fast with no food. That for the first two days of fasting with no food, the Lord is reviving you or bringing back to life that thing that you're working on. And then on the third day, he will either speak to you or the thing will come back to life and it will no longer be dead. So I'm doing three sets of those. Y'all got me? The third one, of course, is the highest of all where you just do, there, and there will be some people that will do that. Whereas you will just do the entire 20 days, 21 days with no food. Okay? So y'all see the three sets. So you have the foundation, which everyone can do. Everyone can survive off of fruits and vegetables and that's pretty much about it, <laughs> okay? And air, okay? You can do that for 21 days, you know? But the next one is a little bit more, and, and, and the, what, it, what it does is it allows you to practice going harder. It allows you to go hard. Let me, let me attempt and see if I can go harder. Okay, I'm gonna start first day with no food. And if you just can't take it, go back to eating. And then try it again the next day. Just keep pushing it. Something, whenever you keep trying something, you go further a little bit the next time, and you're about to get used to it. But then some of us are more exercised to these things. And so, uh, and so you can do that. So, so that's what we'll do in regards to the fast. We're going to treat it serious, and I will, that's what we're going to talk about this morning is how to go into the fast and how important it is. Psalm 8, 3 through 6. <clears throat> Try drinking water without the top. Oh. When I view and consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained and established. Excuse me. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of earthborn man that you care for him? You have made him a little lower than God. Does this say heavenly beings up there? Okay. Yeah, good. See those um, wherever you in the in the King. Let me do a quick lesson in the King James version of the Bible. Anytime you see the little you'll see the wording change. It'll be like squiggly lines. That means it was added by the translators. That's not in the original language. They added it to try to help give meaning. Most of the time they were good. Sometimes they just as off as a three-headed, never mind. Okay. And so in the amplified version, when you see those brackets there, um, that was added by the translator. In the King James, it says that he made us a little lower than the angels. The translators really got shaky with the original language. They said, there's no way in the world that this says that it made us just a little lower than God. They had a problem with the fact that the scripture calls us gods. So they add heavenly beings or they add angels trying to dumb down the scripture. And so because they added that and it's not in the original language, they had to put the brackets next to it and say, uh, by the way, we added this. So take it back out. So you have made him a little lower than God. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. That's a powerful scripture. He made us not to exist. He made us for the purpose of having dominion. And so we're going to talk about that. And we're going to look at the foundation scripture for the fast, which is Isaiah 58, 6 through 8 in the King James. It says, is not this the fast that I have chosen because people fast for different reasons. And I'm not saying any of those reasons are wrong. You know, let me say this, just from a health benefit alone. One of the drivers in Nigeria that was driving me, he said that he had this ulcer that he couldn't get rid of. And he said he did too fast. And after he did too fast, he said the ulcer just disappeared. 
because fasting has a huge benefit. You know, let me I'm going let me go a little slower. You all, your bodies right now are clogged up with a bunch of toxins from the air you breathe to the products that soak through your skin every single day from deodorant, lotion, all of that to the food that you eat. And it becomes saturated with that. So when you just stop eating, okay, your cells keep reproducing, but they can only reproduce from what you're giving it. If you're not giving it anything except water, it begins to cleanse the body. And so, so every day that you go without food and you keep drinking water, all of that stuff that's in there, it, keeps, it has to flush itself out. It has to flush itself out. And so, and so many of the things that are in the properties that are in your body are what are feeding the sickness and disease, particularly sugar. And so when you stop feeding it and you only give it pure water, it flushes out all of these negative things. And that's why it's a huge health benefit. And so you see that now uh, with people that are doing like special diets, keto diets, intermittent fasting, you know, all of that is very, very, I mean, I mean, you don't have to do it, but it's not just spiritual. It's also natural. And so it's something that you should incorporate in your lifestyle on a regular basis. But is this not the fast that so in, in spite of all of that, Jesus says, wonderful, but this is the fast that I have chosen. To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to deal your bread to the hungry, and that you bring the poor that are cast out to your house? When you see the naked, that you cover him, and that you hide not yourself from your own flesh. In other words, you got relatives that need help, but you won't help them. It says, when you do this type of fast, then your light, that's what we're going to talk about. The title of this message is, The Dominion Power of Light. Then your light will break forth as the morning your health shall spring forth speedily that's the natural aspect of fasting and your righteousness shall go before you and the glory of the lord shall be your rear guard okay and so what we're going to focus on just for a few moments this morning to set your attitude right for the fast is the breaking of the yoke and the breaking forth of light for dominion um because how many of you know that when you turn on the light uh darkness does not hesitate doesn't sit around and beg. I mean, the, the, the minion power of light is just straight unquestionable. There's no hesitancy. There's nothing you can do. And God, you, I'm getting ready to show you that God created light for the purpose of showing you who you are. Because we read the scripture that said he created us for dominion. Because everything in the planet was created first. And everything in the planet speaks of God and his children. Everything, every leaf, every flower, the air, the water, the fire, the wind, the snow, the birds. That's why in scripture, God is always comparing us to animals, including himself. I mean, it's just amazing the symbolism there. And so, but light and darkness were created for the purpose of showing uh, the world and the universe and eternity, the power of the sons of light over darkness. And so let's look at that. Genesis 1, 3 through 5. You know, it's amazing because, you know, the, it's funny. Whatever the church sets down, the occult will pick up. And then when the church tries to pick up what it set down, they will accuse us of being occultic. When the scripture says there is no power but of God. So explain to me anything that Satan got that we don't already have first when he's the imitator. Genesis 1, 3 through 5. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Just so for your information, there are two forms of light. This right here was not the sun and the moon. This was light. Okay, there's light and then you have the sun and the moon. And you see that in Genesis 1.16. And then God made two great lights. This is a few verses later. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. 
That's speaking of us because God rules heaven and we're supposed to rule the world. That's why he said he made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, which is heaven, and the lesser light because he made us just a little lesser than himself to rule the night. And then he made the stars also, angels. <sighs> Y'all okay? Oh, I'm just, I'll tell you. You know how they have crossover night? Oh, this will be a different type of crossover on Monday night. This will be like, oh, we didn't cross over our river. I think we, I don't even know if we entered into another dimension. You know, like our new slogan is when I say, we are not going to heaven. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even know what verse I'm in. Thank you. God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, which is God, and the lesser light to rule the night. This is the reason why the sun shines, but the moon has no light in and of itself. The moon only reflects the light from the sun, but it's the moon that dominates the light, the nighttime, and it's the sun that dominates the daytime. But it's both of them are speaking about God and his children. And this is why the light always dominates the darkness, okay? First John 1, 5, this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the father of lights with whom is no changing, neither shadow of turning. Psalm 104, one through two, let all that I am praise the Lord, O Lord my God, how great you are. You are robed with honor and majesty and you are dressed in a robe of light. You stretch out the starry curtains of the heavens. The Bible makes it clear that God's clothes are made out of light. And it says that it, you ever seen someone that gets married? And you know, the little ladies walking behind her carrying the little bouquets and making sure the dress don't get snagged on the cheap carpet. <laughs> All of that stuff. Okay. Well, they have attendance. Businessmen have attendance. Even pastors have attendance. All of those people have attendance. The Bible says that God's wardrobe is so insane that it takes millions of angels just to attend to his clothes on the throne. And the clothes are made out of light. First Timothy six fifteen through 16. For at just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only almighty God, the King of kings, Lord of lords. He alone can never die. And he lives in light so brilliant that no human can approach him. No human eye has ever seen him nor ever will. All honor and power be to him forever. Amen. When that says no human has seen him, it means no human has seen him as he really is. This is the reason why when Jesus appears to people, he always dumbs himself down. He always comes into a different form. When you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, at least three of those, it says, after Jesus got up from the dead, it said he kept on appearing to people in a different form. That's why Mary thought he was the gardener. Two other men walked on the road with him, and they were discussing Jesus and didn't know that the man that they were talking about was walking with him. And it says that he kept appearing to them in a different form. Okay? Oh, Lord Jesus. Come on. Okay? So... Yeah, I remember when Paul experienced that light, it says it was 12 o'clock in the afternoon, but the light that shined from heaven was so bright, he instantly went blind. Just the light shining from heaven, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, blinded him, and another man had to come lay hands on him to heal him from his blindness. That's just the light shining. That's why it says, can't no man approach this. That's why you have to be changed. That's why you get a glorified body, because the body that you have right now, you go up there with that, you die. It literally vaporize you because the light is so powerful, it destroys anything that's not like it. That's the dominion power of light. 
Did I read First Timothy chapter 6? Yeah, I did. John 1, 3 through 9. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Do you know one of the interpretations for the light shineth in darkness and darkness comprehended not? Is that the light was turned on and it held darkness down and darkness didn't even know what was holding it down. John eight twelve. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Now, Jesus said, my father is the light. He said, I am the light. But then listen to what he said about you. Matthew five fourteen. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. So that everyone will praise your heavenly father. First Thessalonians 5, 5 through 8. You don't always got to overwhelm you with scripture so nobody can talk you out of it. Including your uncle that's an expert on world affairs. First Thessalonians 5, 5 through 8. For you are all children of the light and of the day. See, I like what God calls us, not what people call us. For you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. So be on your guard, not asleep like others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. But let us who live in the light be clear headed, protected by the armor of faith and love, wearing our helmet as the confidence of our salvation. Ephesians 5, 7 through 10. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. That's how you got to live your life carefully not just nilly-willy doing stuff you know what i think i'm just going to go over here and pet this little this little tiger over here for a little while and you know the little stupid stuff that we do and they wonder why how did this happen drive the car and don't change the oil for 10 years i don't know why the devil was attacking my car no no nothing attacked your car you didn't change the oil and you're crazy self I know somebody lifting up the head lifting up the hood of the engine every day i bind you satan and they wonder why the engine seized up, because that's the definition of mine. Expecting the people to come to church over this foolishness. 1 Corinthians 6.14. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? Watch this. How can light be with darkness? Because you light. Job 24, 13, wicked people rebel against the light. They refuse to acknowledge its ways or stay in its paths. That's why people attack you. The closer you get to the Lord, they attack you. Romans 13, 12, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the work of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. So the armor that you wear is made out of light. This is all has to do with light. Your father is light. Jesus is light. You are light. Your clothes are made out of light and your armor is made out of light and you're going to live in light that the Bible says is seven times greater than the noonday sun. It says you have to multiply the brightest light, noonday sun, seven days, multiply that and said that's the brightness in heaven. 
The darkness, it actually, it never gets night there, but it does dim there. The darkest it gets in heaven is 12 o'clock in the afternoon in planet Earth. So when you go outside, when we get out of service, it'll be around, I guess, 1030 or something. But, but it's waiting until 12, and that sun that is bright with no clouds, that's the darkest it gets in heaven. <laughs> All right. So, um, now, now keep that in mind. Now, I just showed you what you are. Now, a lot of you, uh, you've heard me mention this before, but I want to, let's talk about the human body just for a second. Up to six, the brain and the heart are composed of 73% water. So I keep telling you to drink water. You'd be surprised how many issues you're dealing with, including being tired, headaches. I mean, 73% of the brain and heart are made out of water. The lungs are about 83%. The skin contains about 64% water. And the muscles and kidneys are 79% water. Okay, that's a lot of water. How many you know? So, so guess what? Your human body is mostly water. So what you are is also what you need. So, so the human body is water, okay? Therefore, you need what you are. Well, in the same way, the real you, your spirit, is light. Therefore, you need light because that's what you are. Y'all got me? Okay. So you need, you need water in order to be healthy, survive. Okay. And so you're made up of water. Your spirit is made up of light. You need light to live healthy spiritually and in order to see. So with water, you need your human body needs water in order to be healthy and to survive. And your spirit man needs light in order to be healthy and in order to see. Because what you are is also what you need. Y'all got that? So your human body is mostly water and the real you is mostly light. The Bible says that. You are light, man. Okay? So, let's look at how you need light. A few scriptures, then we go to the next one. Psalm 36, 9. For you are the fountain of life, the light by which we see. Psalm 36, 9. For with thee is the fountain of life. In your light shall we see correctly. In other words, you know, if, if, if the light that's in you is too dim, you need to get into the presence of God to see correctly. That's why it says, in your light shall we see light. Psalm 43, 3. Oh, send out your light and your truth, because light is also truth. Darkness is false. It's always, it's always a lie, because... If, if darkness was the truth, if you turn the light on, the darkness would stay. Oh, send out your light and truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto your holy hill, into your tabernacles. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'm trying to get you to understand that because during this fast, you're going to have to reconnect to your word time and some other things. Because one of the main reasons why Christians are failing is because they don't have enough light and they can't see. And, and with spiritual light, it doesn't affect your, so much your eyesight. It affects your mind sight. Because you never see things as they are. You see them as you are. And you don't see things with your eyes. You see them with your mind. Psalm 119, 130. The entrance of your words give light, not the hearing. Quit taking notes in church and then you don't read them. 
That's what people do. They take notes in church. They just being religious, spiritual. I used to go to church and I never hardly took notes, partly because there wasn't a whole lot being said. But 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 I didn't hardly take notes. And so people rebuke me, brother. You don't ever take notes. Yeah, say something, then I'll take some. And you're taking notes every single Sunday. You got a whole library of notes, a special section with containers. You're just being deep and spiritual in front of everybody. Yeah, I'm going to take these notes and be spiritual because that's what you do in church. Not me. I don't care nothing about what you do in church. I just do what I want to do and just live this every single day. Because it's the entrance of your word that gives light, not the hearing. You can hear stuff all day long, but it may not enter. Any you ever had somebody that was talking to you while you were talking, you were blocking them out? Yeah, you heard them, but you weren't allowing their words to enter you. So it's the entrance of the word that gives light, not the hearing, not even the seeing. It's the entrance. Whatever you allow in is what will produce your ability to see. So if you don't want to hear the word on certain topics, you stay dark in that area, and it's like you walking blind. Proverbs 6.23, for the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light. And reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Psalm 119, 130. The teaching of your word gives light. So even the simple can understand. Just as a note, revelation of the word is the highest form of light. Job 22, 28. You will succeed in whatever you choose to do. And light will shine on the road ahead of you. Psalm 112, 4. Unto the upright there arises light. In the darkness. See, you are light, but this is the type of light you need in order to see correctly. Unto the upright. <laughs> no, Lord, I start to say something. There arises light in the darkness. He is gracious, full of compassion and righteousness. Colossians 1, 11 through 13. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people. Who live in the light for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son Luke eleven thirty four. your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body when your this tells you what you're looking at is going to determine what's on the inside of you when your eye is healthy your whole body is filled with light but when it is unhealthy your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. If you are filled with light, with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant, as though a floodlight were filling you with light. Yeah, that's just a few. I mean, I think it was like, when I punched in light, I didn't even do lights, you know. Y'all, this is not deep. All you got to do is just go to the Bible, get an electronic Bible, get those ones on your iPads and your phones, and just punch in light. All the scriptures have to do with light, and bring all of them up, and then meditate them on the Lord to show you what it means. That's what, you know. So, so because like 400 and 473 scriptures, I think, I just, a few, they all have to do with light. You know, how many know we've been called everything else except for light? Heathens, fools, we're just making it. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You got to pick one. You either one or the other. Hey, and so uh, so these are just some actions that produce light. I think I made this in all one graphic. You're welcome to take a picture of it. If my big head is in the way, then just ask me to step to the side. But actions that produce light. Number one is having a strong commitment to the study of scripture. Everybody say strong commitment. commitment. Not a Bible in your back seat to show all of the people driving down the street that you go to church every once in a while. How many know we all got to come up in that area? 
Well, I ain't talking about the Bible in the back seat. I don't really think people do that anymore, but y'all know what I'm saying. I mean, we all need to be reading the Bible, hearing the Bible, hearing the word, because it's producing light. Have a strong commitment to the study of Scripture. Second is meditation. Meditating is thinking through Scriptures on a quest for solutions. Okay. Third one, of course, is prayer and fasting. That produces light. The fourth one is anointed preachers, not preachers. Anointed preachers and teachers. You know, look, let me tell you something. Anybody that you're listening to that's not right, you can feel it on the inside. God will never allow you to be deceived by anybody. If he does, he made them God and not himself. Sometimes you may accept somebody because they deep, they got a title, they got a big church, or they got a degree or whatever else, but y'all disregard all that. You can never be deceived by anybody unless you allow yourself to because you impressed with their degrees or their status or their money or whatever else you impress with. I don't get easily impressed by people. Look, when you know who you are, ain't too many people that can impress you. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they are heathen. Y'all, some, some people, in, why, why am I going to be impressed with a heathen because he got $100 million? I ain't impressed by that. Any fool can make some money. I can go out here and start a drug dealing business right on the corner. Man, we can get paid. Y'all know what I'm saying? Because you got money means nothing. That's why the Bible says you can gain the whole world and lose your own soul. <laughs> You know, your worth is what can you do without money? Will you lose it? How long can you survive on rice and beans? How long can you survive with two nickels in your pocket? That's how you can really tell what level you at. Not because you pull up in a car with some 24-inch rims. Anybody can do that. I can steal a car. <laughs> okay, so you are light, and because you are light, you need light in order to stay in the light. So, so I said all that to say, that's what you want to focus on during this fast is you increasing in the light and asking the Lord to shine the light on the issues that are dark in your life. Why is this marriage not working? Why is this kid acting crazy? Okay, you know, why is it that I can't seem to turn around financially? Or I got all of this debt. Lord, what is the next move to get out? I thank you that I'm out. Now, is there some action or something that I need to do in order to make a move? Do I need to go talk to this person? If you focus on it, the Lord will focus back. But if you just go into the nilly with and you're going to work, yeah, child, I'm fasting. You just go to work and you just do your little job. You go home and you're listening to the radio, you're on your phone. Driving, you go home and turn on the television, and you're not focused. The purpose, otherwise, you, it's a, that's a waste of time. You got to focus on this and learn to focus, y'all. Quit being spiritual. Religion to tell you, oh, oh, you can't just focus on one issue for 21 days. Really? We do it with everything else. Focus on the one issue. Lord, during this 20-day, 21-day fast, you're going to answer this question as a result to why this situation is not working. I'm going to pray. I'm going to confess the word. I'm going to declare the answer. I'm going to declare that I'm out, and I'm going to look for scriptures along that subject, read books. I'm going to fast, and I'm going to pray, and every day I'm going to be in your face. Father, I thank you that you're bringing me out. Show me what to do. You focus on that. <laughs> Which leads to my next point, which is very powerful. Now, I heard this overseas. This is not my revelation. I show which is was. I just, res how many of you ever heard something? You're like, man, I show which that came from me. Just, that's pride. Taking credit for somebody else's deepness. 
2 Corinthians 2, 10 through 11. To whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it for your sakes, forgave I it in the person of Christ. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Some of you have heard me say this before. Some of you is new. There was a powerful statement that Bishop Oudipo said, looking directly at me. And he said, the devil has no power over you. He has devices over you. That's why the Bible says, don't be ignorant of his devices. He bless you. And when he said that, the Lord instantly gave me a flash of a Hummer truck. How many of you know? All I know what a Hummer is. You know, you can plow through some stuff with a Hummer. I'll never forget, I was in a huge snowstorm years ago, coming back from a place in Michigan. This was one of the worst snowstorms I have ever been in. And there was this Hummer that was tricked out. He had, how many know, when you see them guys with extra tires on top of the vehicle, that means they're doing some stuff they ain't got no business doing. Yeah, we, we over in the backwoods, pulling down trees, jumping over mountains, and I never will forget this. That dude was rolling too fast because of that Hummer and went right into the ditch. And two seconds later, jumped right back out and got right back on that. I'll never forget that. I mean, he was a beast. He was, I mean, that dude was, I mean, he was just, it was insanely crazy that night. But it's a powerful vehicle. But there's a device called a boot. And if I put that boot on that powerful vehicle, it doesn't matter how powerful that vehicle is. The boot will not allow the vehicle to move. The power is still there, but the device shut it down. So he does not have power over us because if he had power over us, he would already have overpowered all of us. Sinner and saint alike. He has no power over us, but he does have devices over us. And because we are ignorant about his devices, because we just go into church running around the building acting crazy with stupid sayings, we have no idea the devices that he is using to lock your destiny down. So the fashion and the prayer, Lord, what device has this fool put on my front door? No matter how nice your house is, if we put a lock on the door, you can't get in. It's just a device. Y'all can keep on going with that. I mean, I can go so many different directions with that. And so that's the thing is, Lord, what are, and guess what? There are, there are natural devices that he uses because some of, oh, they're not going to like this. Some of the devices that he uses is the type of food that we eat. Because he really can't make you sick. So what he do is he just puts pressure in your mind. How many know? Man, there have been times, dude, that we just left the restaurant. You ever did that? You just left the restaurant. You come home. You just left the restaurant eating yourself into oblivion. You come down and you sit down in front of that TV. Ooh, that look good. <laughs> I mean, just, it's retarded. So for some of you, the device is food. That's why I tell people, you don't wake up with diabetes overnight. The device for you is food. For some people, the device is, let's convince them that drinking water is stupid. And work with a guy, he, drink, he never drank water, he drank Pepsi all day, all day long, he had a two liter Pepsi. Hey. And usually the demonstration that I give to people that were locked in back is, I go up to a window and I breathe on it. And you see that condensation on the window. I said, that's called water. So every time you breathe out, that's what's coming out of you. And you made up of water and you won't replenish yourself. I read something yesterday. And it said, the best way to drink water is when you wake up, start with two glasses. Don't be doing this foolishness with a half ounce. <sighs> That's like a raindrop dropping on your dry, raggedy grass and you're expecting it to turn green. Get up in the morning with a full glass of water and chug it down as fast as you can. 
wait another five, ten minutes, and then do another second glass. Then they said have a glass of water 30 minutes before you eat and have one glass of water before you go to bed. Now that's along with all of the other stuff that you're doing throughout the day. Anyway, whatever. Okay. Do you know that, uh, uh, I'm giving, I know we'll forget this. Uh, I'm, I can, I'm just throwing out a couple of natural examples. For some people, the device is horror movies. Hmm? Because horror movies open you up to darkness. Why do you think, do you know, I just, I just, my kids just told me a couple of days ago that, you remember the movie Black Panther? And the guy that played, was it Killmonger? What's the guy that played the bad dude? Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, my kid said that he had to go see a psychologist because he got into the role too deep. Y'all don't know when these people, Will Smith said the same thing when it came to, uh, when he played Ali, he said something entered into him. These actors have to get, that's why someone go crazy. They have to get psychological help. They're playing roles. You can't fool with certain things, folks. You got to be selective. Now, they're think, now, I watch psychological thrillers. Now, I don't, I don't uh, uh, shut off horror movies because I'm scared. You know, I have a friend of mine, he watching, a, come over his house, he upstairs on the third floor watching a horror movie in the dark with a gun on his belly. <laughs> you do realize that when they shoot Dracula, it didn't work. And you don't have no silver bullets. You got them little poverty bullets from the store that I saw you buy the other day. He upstairs. I go upstairs in his attic. He laying there with the gun on his chest, scared. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Bullets don't stop. We just seen the movie. They cut off the arm. Freddy Krueger keep on coming. Okay. But I counseled a lady one time that that was the device that the enemy made, used against her to shut her whole life down. She, she got so scared of what she saw, it opened up the spiritual realm to her. And, and she got so scared that all she would do is sit on the porch at the church. She wouldn't even stay at home. She'd sit on the porch at the church. And while she was at the church, she would see snakes and demons and, and all this type of stuff. And when she came and counseled me, I'm counseling me, when she came in for counseling, I, I said, it's got to be an open door, an open door. And I counseled that lady, counseled that lady, counseled that lady. And she said, she'd just be sitting there, she said, and spiders would appear and wrap her up in a web. Start sucking the life out of her. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm going through tarot cards, Ouija boards. Is your mama a witch? I mean, is your daddy a wizard? I'm, I mean, I'm just going through everything. And I repeated, I brought on a female minister. And she, I said, I, I said, it's always an open door. And I said, I can't figure this out. I'm, I'm going through the list. And I'm just like, man, I'm just going through the list, going through the list, going through this. And so finally, I was just like, okay. Because, I mean, she said, it's going on right now. And I felt something coming in the room. This is demonic deception, by the way. But I felt it coming in the room. And, um, and so we end up praying for her, rebuking the devil, all that type of stuff. She gets up, gets ready to walk out the door. And I made mention of something um, about going home. She was the last one for the day and watching movies. Oh, she said, mm-hmm. She, as she's going out the door. She said, oh, yes, I'm going home right now to watch me. She said, that's all I watch all night. I stay up all night long watching horror movies. I said, sit your behind right back down. <laughs> because that was the device that the enemy was using to make her walk. I mean, her teeth were busted out because she was running from rats. And she fell down on her running to the church and busted all her teeth out. So there are devices that the enemy uses against you that causes fear, causes depression, okay? There are devices that the enemy will use to cause you to have sex outside the confines of marriage. Sometimes that device is loneliness. Those are mild devices, I could go on and on. But then there are more serious devices, like the one that was used against Bishop Oedipo's church. And he said nobody would join the church, not one. 
and he went on a three-day fast with no food. And the Lord told him at the end of the third day, walk away from the church. And he looked back there at your building at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. He said there was some black device around his whole church. And the enemy, the Holy Spirit told him, he said, that is the weapon that the enemy is using against your church. He can't overpower you. How many of you know? If the sun, how many know I can, I can open up a flashlight and it's shining bright, but I can put a device in front of it and then a light dims. Okay, sometimes we call them sunglasses, but I can put a device in front of the light. I can put filters on these lights. The power is still there, but the device makes it dim. And so there are devices that the enemy uses, and because the majority of the body of Christ is so ignorant, see, and the Lord is telling us through all of the superhero moves, that's why every dark, every dark superhero, not dark, every villain and every superhero always got a device. Captain America got a shield. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has a device that they're using, and the Lord is trying to teach us. But no, brother, that's... So there are high-level devices that the enemy uses against you, and you got to figure out, at, at this stage... Um, you know, I have to stay in prayer. One of the gentlemen that I was listening to over there, and there was this room. This is not a Utipos guy. It was a, it's another guy. Some of for me with Pastor Enoch, a Redeemed Church of God. You have Winter's Chapel with Bishop Utipo, oh, and then you have Redeemed Church of God with Pastor Enoch. He wears a bow tie. He always kneels in the pulpit. He's very tall. He's the guy that the Lord said, "Walk out to the beach and draw a stick man." And he drew it. The Lord said, now nah, erase it. He did. And the Lord said, that's what I do to you if you mess this up. That dude. And so, so there was some rumors going around that he was getting ready to turn his ministry over to a bunch of other people. Uh, some other people. It was rumor. It was my pastor. It was other folks. So he had to make an announcement. Hey, stop all this rumor. He said, ain't nobody taking over right now. He said, the Holy Spirit already told me that when he tells me who the successor is, I will have five years left to live. And he said, he hadn't told me, so I'm still living. And then he said something that I found was cute, and we'll talk about this, about the, the, the mention of power. He said, he said, but I'm praying for the successor. He said, because his job will be very hard. He said, because in order for us to walk in this, he said, there's a discipline. And then he said something right before it ended, and I caught it. He said, I can count the number of days I've eaten this year. Because of the level of fasting. I can count. Okay. I can count the number of days I haven't eaten. <laughs> so, so for me, for me, the 21-day fast, and for many of us, the 20-day fast is really a, the beginning of me actually changing my life. My whole life has to change. My habits, my diet, everything has to change in order for me to accomplish what we are called to accomplish. All right, four approaches to fasting. Oh, cool. We got through this fairly quick. I just preached four messages at the same time. Y'all know before I used to do this, we'd be here till 12. It's 1025. We're doing good. This is the last one. Um, do I want to share that now? Um, the first approach is to make sure during this 21 to fast, you have a focused approach. You want to be focused. We already read it in another version, but Matthew 6.22 says, The light of the body is the eye, and therefore your eye is single. Your whole body shall be full of light. 
So focus on what is needed. Don't be nonchalant. Be serious, okay? If you are a person that is given to a lot of prayer, you need to make sure that you do some word time. If you're a person that's given to a lot of word time, you need to make sure that you do a lot of prayer, okay? Um, I've, had, I've had, over the years, I've had individuals come to the church, you know what, I just want the word, I'm in the worship and praise. Okay, well, apparently God is stupid then. Because in the Bible it says worship and praise. You need to, how I many know, it's called a balanced diet. Got to have everything. Okay, learn to, turn, learn to do everything. So you want to have a focused approach. You want to focus not on what the revelation of the white horse in Revelation means. Leave the white horse, the black horse, the red horse, and all of them horses alone. They will take care of themselves. They know what their job is. To kill and destroy. Trying to figure out what I need to do. Okay? Having a focus approach. Second one is having a spiritual approach. I don't know if I put that up there. Did I put that up there? Second Kings chapter 9. Or chapter 2. Yeah, let me go ahead and read this, even though I didn't put it on here. It says, when they came to the side, Elijah said to Elijah, tell me what I can do for you before I'm taken away. Elijah replied, please let, it, let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah replied. If you see me when I'm taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not, you won't. As they were walking along, I'll hit the button a little bit before I get there, and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men, separating them, and Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elijah saw it and cried out, My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioters of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elijah tore his clothes in distress. Elijah picked up Elijah's cloak, which had fallen when he was taken up. Then Elijah returned to the bank of the Jordan River. He struck the waters with Elijah's cloak and cried out, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Then the river divided, and Elijah went across. Okay. The reason I put that scripture in there is that when I say spiritual approach, you need to stay there until the job is done. A lot of times we want all we want God to do all of this great stuff, but we want to give him the minimum. And a lot of things, there's a price. And so a lot of times you all the price is just simply your time, just simply your time. We give time to everything else. You know how we know you go to the movies. I just went and saw Aquaman. Super great, great movie. And I said movies two and a half hours uh, long. Guess what? I stayed there to the end. Stayed there to make sure to see if there was any extra credits. And then when you're dealing with Marvel's foolishness, they show you another movie at the end of that. And then after the credits roll through, you sit there. They show you another movie after that. Okay. And so, but but with this, y'all learn to stay there as long as you can. Um, that's the spiritual approach, the carnal approach. And let me tell you this: as you go in. There will be moments where every fiber of your being will tell you to come out. I learned that when I was doing that season years ago when I was doing 8 to 12 hours a day praying in tongues out there at Belle Isle in Detroit. It's an island. And I'd be sitting there praying. All of a sudden, it felt like somebody, you know, at the football game that dows you with Gatorade, the coach when they win the game. And that's what it felt like. Every fiber of my being wanted to stop praying. I wanted to go to a restaurant called Elias Brothers. I wanted to go across the street and eat. I wanted to go to the movies ideas about shopping and I don't shop would come to mind. It was an enemy just attacking your emotions. You got to learn how to sit. You got to learn what it feels like to sit there and keep on going when every fiber of your being says stop. You got to know what that feels like to just keep on going because you're just going to keep on going in spite of how you feel and you got to know what it feels like to keep on going and then it breaks. Because when it breaks, then you understand the cycle. And now when you understand the cycle one time, you understand the cycle every time. So now when you come back a second time, okay, I know it's going to break. And that's why I never get, particularly when we go over to the Riverdale site and pray on Thursdays. 
You know, when we go over there, it's a few of us that have been dedicated to praying there on Thursdays. And we go there, and it's really dry when we first start. And it's, it can be so dry, you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. But we just keep on going, we just keep on going, keep on going. After about 30, 40 minutes, boom, it breaks, and then we're on cruise control. But you never do that if you don't have a spiritual approach, if you don't have longevity, if you don't learn. Y'all, you got to come to the point where you say, Lord, doing this fast, you know what? I've only prayed for 15 minutes, but I've watched TV for two hours. You know, so, so maybe I need to flip this and, and, and do whatever is necessary. Let me start with an hour on the first day and then two hours on the next or, you know, bump it up in increments. You can time it. I wouldn't suggest doing that because the devil keeps telling you to look at the timer. Just go as long as you can. That's the worst thing. When you first start doing it, you'll go as long as you can. Oh, man, you're going in. Oh, oh, Jesus. I know I've been sitting up here praying for five hours. You look two minutes have passed. Oh, Lord. how many of y'all remember that? I remember that. Man, I was like, what? Oh, I'm in trouble. That's how it is. It's no different than if for most of y'all. If I ask you, hey, you all, let's run 10 miles. It wouldn't matter if they having a half-off sale on cars. Some of y'all would attempt it, and we'd have to send the ambulance to pick y'all up. Why? Not because you can't do it, but that's why the Bible says exercise yourself to godliness. Exercise. Go a little bit, and then push yourself. Push yourself. Then eventually you can do 12 hours. Then you can do what these men do. Go to a mountain. No, David and Nietzsche going to a mountain. Three days, no food, no water. They got a place here. It's a Korean place. It's a Korean ministry in um, um, I can't even remember the city. No, what's the fancy place out there? Um, not Buckhead. Oh, thank you. It's Alpharetta. I believe it's an Alpharetta or Norcross. And he has a miniature version of Yonggi Cho's spot. And it's free. You can go in there, and you can go in there. You just got to sign up. They do ask you to leave an offering because, you know, they're paying for this. You can go in there in a little house. You can stay there for days if you want to. It's a lot of space. You got IHOP, International House of Prayer in Lawrenceville, a place that stayed, has been open since February the 16th and never closed. You can go there and pray and fast as long as you want. Um, that's a building. It's a church there. Got a few different places. Or you got your own closet. Now, let me say this. The closet is not a real closet. The closet is the spouse is the space that you go. There's some people the Lord speaks to them in the car. Lord, I mean, you know, I mean, you got to But you should have a spot. It's a spot where you meet with God. It should be a regular spot that you go to where, you know, when you go to the spot, the other folk in your house know not to bother you in this spot. You know what I'm saying? Or sometimes you just have to say to a whole household, don't bother me for the next two hours. I'm going to be praying. And then they know. Consecrated approach is number three. Amos 5.14. Do what is good and run from evil so that you may live. Then the Lord God of heaven's armies will be your helper, just as you have claimed. A lot, in other words, a lot of people claim the Lord is on my side. Yeah, well, Lord of the Rings, we'll see. You get out there, but because you're living in sin, they didn't hear your cry. Y'all, this stuff is very, very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. That Some of us... There are not too many people that are born and want to be failures. Everybody wants to go higher. You're designed to want to go higher. The problem is, the higher you go, the more disciplined you have to become. That's with anything. The higher you go, the more sensitive you got to be. I was listening to Oedipo's right-hand man, 
And he said the Holy Spirit told him, go to the church and pray. He said, because your fearless leader is too preoccupied with stuff and he's not picking up the divine signal not to get on that airplane. <laughs> See, that's why, that's why, let me tell you something. The most dangerous thing a pastor can do is dumb his people down. Then you wonder why you in the casket. Because you didn't teach them how to hear. The most powerful thing you to do is raise up everybody to hear from God. That way, when you make decisions, because the people are just as spiritual as you, they kind of know that this is the right direction that you're supposed to go in. Just say, I'm, I'm, I'll never forget. Some of y'all were here. This is a year before last. Y'all know I go to my annual car race every year. And that year, I was not supposed to go. And the whole church knew it except for one person. I fought that thing until the day of the race. Yeah, you remember that, Albert? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was like, I'm going. I'm speaking to the wind. I'm speaking to the rain. I have dominion. And the whole church is like, nope, dude, not on this one. You don't. The Lord is telling you to stay your behind home. And I fought that thing. Albert said something. My wife said something. I remember Jarek said something. Jarek walked to me in the hallway. He said, hey, Pastor, you're not supposed to go to that race. I ain't trying to hear that. This is the only thing I get a chance to do every single year. I walk in power and dominion. And the race was rained out. Sitting at home on the shame show looking stupid watching it on TV. Couldn't even watch the race on TV because they had to cancel it because it rained. Second biggest race in the world. See, so some, y'all, how many of all of us can be stupid? I know you don't want to raise your hand, but I, psh, I know I can. I can come up with some stuff sometimes. I know this wasn't the Lord nor the devil. This wasn't even you. This was an alien convinced you to do it. This foolishness. Okay, so having a consecrated approach. This is a season during these 21 days. You want to say to the Lord, you want to look at your life and say, what areas do I need to come up? What areas am I sinning? What areas am I looking at stuff I ain't got no business looking at? Lord, I need you to forgive me, cleanse me, create in me a clean heart so that I might not sin against you. Help me to move forward down the path that you have for me. And then the last one is Luke 18, 1 through 8. We should have a determined approach. I love this passage of scripture. And let me catch up with y'all. I said Luke 18, right? 1 through 8. He spake a parable unto them to this end, while men ought always to pray and not faint, saying there was in a city a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. There was a widow in that city. She came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. He would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard men, but because this widow is troubling me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she wears me down. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge said. This is God's way of saying, now this is a fool operating this way. And the Lord said, listen to what he said. And shall not God avenge his own folk, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them, putting up with their stuff? <laughs> I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find you in faith. Okay? So God will avenge you speedily, okay? And the things that you want to focus on, the things you want to harp on, detail, write them down. Don't be sitting there trying to hold this stuff in your mind like I do. <laughs> write down the focus for your fast. Go into it serious. In the spiritual realm, when you write it down, it becomes a legal document. Father, in the name of Jesus, during this fast, this is what will happen. 
I thank you that you will answer me. And, and y'all, and be open to hear anything because the answers that come from God are usually not the ones that you think. If it was going to come from you, you would have figured it out already. It's obvious there's something that's not there. And you know what? Sometimes you need to do this just because your life might be working. Because there are some devices that when they put them on you, it starts to slow things down and you don't see it until it stops. That's for the purpose of, you know, how many of you know, the anthill that you see on the front lawn was being built all the time when you didn't see it. Y'all know that story. And <laughs> my whole plant. Sitting up here looking at these bugs, eating my plant. And because I didn't put it in check, I walked through there one day and the whole plant is gone. Looking at the devil eating up my stuff. I don't know if Kimberly said anything about my flowers yesterday. And she... <laughs> I didn't even pull them up. Oh, never mind. That's another story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, my sister was the one. Her and my uh, brother-in-law, they flew in. When my wife and I went on vacation. She put my flowers in. And so, uh, but they ate that one plant to the core. Anyway, it still bothered me because I saw him. I saw the dude sitting right there. And I'm sitting with a ooh, she, I asked my wife. I was like, oh, look at that. It was a beautiful little green grasshopper. No, I'm sorry. It was, a it was a green grasshopper and a green frog. And I was like, look at this. I took the picture. I got to show this to the kids. You know, a little bug and everything. And, and, and then I walked past a couple of days later. I noticed that one of the leaves was gone. And it hit me. That little cute thing is sitting up there eating up my plant. And forgot all about it. And then and was walking past it. And then one day I walked past and I did just like this. Whole plant gone. Devil sitting up there eating me out of house and home. Because many of the devices he uses are cute. If they got to use a device against you, they don't want you to know it's a device. That's called deception. It has to look good to you. It has to seem innocent. It's okay. I mean, God understands. Yeah, he understands that you're about to have your plants eaten. That's what he understands. I got something for him next time, though. Oh, I got something. I got some Holy Ghost raid for him next time. <laughs> we'll see. Part two. I mean, oh, <laughs> Batman got killed the first time. Batman Returns. This is going to be, I don't know what this is going to be called. It's going to be Plant Boy Returns or something. It's, I can't believe that. Say, so have a determined approach. Be determined because the moment you start focusing on something, the enemy is going to focus back. And you'll, get, you'll have moments of depression that'll hit you. Ooh, and I tell you, that thing will hit you out of left field. And you will feel less than the scum of the earth. God, that, that, that devil will bring up something that you did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And you'll get depressed about something that you cannot change and God forgot about. Yeah. Ain't nothing. That's one thing about Paul. There's one thing, Paul said, and Paul said, I prayed in tongues more than all of you. I was so powerful that a snake bit me on the hand. I didn't have to confess the word. I just threw him into the fire. He said, I prayed in tongues so much. He said, I got to the end of my destiny, and I had a decision to make. Do I want to go to heaven, or do I want to stay here on planet Earth and help y'all? How many of you know that's crazy? Yet that same man said, the only thing I managed to get on top of in life was forgetting the past and pressing toward the mic or the high calling in Christ Jesus. 
Because if, if you get hemmed up in how many times you have sinned in the past and how many times you have made a mistake and the person that you owed money, you haven't been able to pay him back yet. And all of these things that go through your mind and the people that you have done wrong, it's not a thing you can do about that. The only way for you to resolve the past is to be a better person in the future. That's the only way. So, so, so trust me, this is a fast of all fast. This is the preliminary work because um, this is the preliminary work today. Monday night, there will be two testimonies that will be shared. And when you hear these testimonies, uh, never again will you question if God won't do anything for you. You will never question that again. Um, I have not recovered from either one of these testimonies. I can hardly tell it without being emotional, especially that last one. I only shared it with four people. And um, three out of the four, they still haven't recovered from it. When I tell you this right here is going to snap you back. The whole service is nothing. The things you see here, the things that I will share, they are, they are outside the realm of everything on Monday night is outside the realm of intellect, mathematics, and conventional science. All of it. You will not, you will not even be able to comprehend it. You're going to just sit there. Some of you are just going to have tears just rolling down your eyes because you're going to realize the devil that tricked us out of Everything. Everything. Because we ask in the darkness, can the light show up? As soon as we do something, these fools out here want to talk about us. Y'all, talking about you is just free attention sometimes, free advertising. Because trust me, what we getting ready to do? Oh yeah, trust me. But the Lord already shared that by that spirit that walked in my house. It was a religious spirit. But, so, because trust me, what we getting ready to do, it can't even be done. It can't even be done. You can only what I saw. You can't do living. You got to be dead to do this. When I say you got to be dead, you got to be Lord. If you ask me to kill myself over this, this is what I will do. That's the mindset that you got to have. Because what I saw, y'all know me. I got a big imagination. I can come up with something. I'm the dude that's always teaching. We're gonna have a whole universe. This right here smacked me all the way back down to the ground. I mean, there's some things, you know, the term seeing is believing. Mm, that's not always true. There's some stuff you see and you can't believe it. And that's why I haven't, because my, and my being was confused. Because for the first time I saw something that my mind wouldn't believe. But there's some things that you see, you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So you'll see all that on Monday night. And so I encourage you to, uh, to take the fast serious. And, but, so this is part one. And Monday night. The things that I will share, you're going to fast whether you want to or not. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And so um, I just wanted to give you that in regards to the, the, the stuff with your fasting. Be focused, which means you should be, be preparing it now. Which means, guess what some of y'all need to do? You need to go home today. For your, some of y'all taking the fast series. Now, I have six kids, so it's a little bit different. I have to be very disciplined. But some of y'all need to go home. And you need, to go and you need to give that ice cream to the next door neighbors. You need to give them cookies away right now. And, and sometimes, this, sometimes it ain't about charity. Throw that stuff in the trash. See, see with me, it's certain things that I can't do charity-wise. What I mean by that is, see, when it, it's some stuff you got to just throw away. Because if you got to wait to see who you can give it to, it's going to stay in your house for another five years. Throw this mess in the trash. 
and let the angel direct it who it's supposed to go to. Y'all know what I mean? One person's trash is another man's treasure. Get this stuff out your house. Y'all know me. It's all it takes is my wife to start cooking something. And man, y'all remember that first year we did the fasting and prayer and I was eating a slice of pizza on the prayer call doing a 21 day fast. As the scripture says, God winked at that. He recognized, yeah, they, they just getting started. And I just, I just didn't know. It was the, and you know what the sad part is? The reason I didn't know it is because I never saw it. And it was a great man of God that told me, fasting is not necessary if you spend a lot of time in prayer. There are things that you have been told, and it's going to all pull out of you on Monday night. I'm telling you. And you have to, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And so, and if you can't be here, that's okay. Um, but if you can be here, you should. But I will put it up on the media page. But it's nothing like being here. And I'm going to share everything that we're going to no. So, yeah. So, um, do me a favor, Kevin, and grab a microphone. I'm going to just take a couple of questions. No comments, no revelations, no interpretations, no prophecies. Okay? Questions concerning the fast. If there's something you're confused about, lift your hand so you can ask the question and make sure it's answered. We got one over here. Over here. Just grab a microphone, yeah. Any one of them. Yeah. Um, when you said to do the three days, if you're going hard, mm -hmm. do they have to be con consecutive days, or is what, it better for them to be consecutive days? You don't have to, but the, but the best way to do it is if it's consecutive. So if you need to, okay, let me say this. I'm, I'm glad she asked the question because when she asked the question, let me know. Some of you all have responsibilities and careers that require you to have energy. Okay? So like I know my brother-in-law, so what he does in law enforcement, he can't be out there just on no vegetables, you know, and you got to run somebody down and beat somebody up and slam them down to the ground. Man, why are you so tired, man? I ain't eating three days. What is your... So you have to use wisdom in that regards. But you can do something. Okay, so you use wisdom. I mean, the Bible says that, um, that y'all remember the shoe bread in the temple? It was only, it was consecrated for the temple. You ain't supposed to touch that. But when David and his boys had nothing to eat, they went right in that temple and ate that bread. They said, we're going to die anyway, you might as well eat the bread. We understand that it's for consecration, but we don't have nothing to eat. Use some common sense, you know what I'm saying? So, so you, you alternate it based on your particular lifestyle. And so, like, for me, it's easier for me to go a long time without food because I won't have to be lifting heavy equipment. I won't have to be walking around all day long. And so, but we can all do something. And so, when you click the fasting graphic, those first set of prayers are there where the prayers are covering everybody that's involved in the prayer, in the fast. Everyone. Okay, and so you see, um, I'm coming back to your answer, too. Uh, Daniel, he had a specific issue that needed to be handled, lest folk lose their life. So he asked his three friends to fast and pray with him. They all fasted and prayed, but the Lord gave one the answer. So, so it's a corporate fast for us all because we will all be praying the same thing. So like, I'm going too fast. But when talking about for your own personal agenda, um, you do that. The reason why three days is better is because um, the, more, the moment you stop eating, every minute that goes by, you have taken a closer step towards death. And the closer you get towards death is the closer you get towards eternal life. So if you just stop eating, if I, if I don't eat anything today, well, guess what? I'm closer to death tomorrow than I was today. 
if I don't eat anything tomorrow, I'm closer to death again. Well, the closer you get, it's, 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 it's a sacrifice. It's power. It's I'm getting closer to death because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So the more I start, I'm, I'm speaking deeper here, the more I move towards being absent from the body, the more I move towards being present with the Lord. That's the mysterious power behind fasting is, is as you get close to death, you get close to life. So it's best to do it consecutively, but you can also alternate it if it's brand new. Look, if you never fasted a day in your life, doing a one-day fast is going to feel like you're about to die. And God will honor that because he knows that for you, a one-day fast is a huge sacrifice because you've never done it before. Okay, in the Bible, God answered people when they did a three-day fast, a seven-day fast, a 10-day fast, a 40-day fast. There's one scripture in the Bible, a couple of scriptures, where God answered them the day they started fasting. So don't assume it's going to be at the end of the 21 days. You're just doing this to see what the Lord may be say over the 21 days, but he may answer you the first day. You understand what I'm saying? Did I answer your question good? Okay, cool. Anybody else? Got one over here. <clears throat> Before she asked that question, the, for you all, let me announce this. <clears throat> um, we have started something that the Holy Spirit gave me. Oh, you the Pope follow Yonggi Cho. You got to listen to these last two messages. That one that I did on following was crazy. Um, oh, you the Pope follow Yonggi Cho. I'm following you the Pope. Well, oh, Yonggi Cho, he did his stuff in mountains. His people met in mountains to pray. I've been to Prayer Mountain where it was a minimum at that time. In 2002, 2000, yeah, in the year 2000, there were 3,000 people at the mountain, minimum, 24 hours, seven days a week, fasting and praying. Okay, when I went to you the post spot, he followed Yonggi Cho, but he had to change it based on the mentality in Nigeria. Not mountains, flatland. So they created grassy areas all over their land. For the, so over there, the people prayed throughout the night hours on the grass. Okay, so how many of you know? If all of us show up to some grass area at 3 o'clock in the morning, it's going to be some trouble. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Who are these people? Y'all know that's the police showing up. Okay. Hey, what y'all out here doing? Well, we out here fasting and pray. Take your behind home and do that. Can't do that over here. Unless it's a special meeting to get special permits. But we, so the Holy Spirit, I was sitting on the couch, the Holy Spirit says, he said, your mountain and your grass field is a prayer call. So Yonggi Cho met on a mountain, y'all uh, met on the grass, and we meet in the realm of technology. Nothing is impossible. So for you that are getting up at, at one hour, two hour, three o'clock in the morning, what we're telling you to do is get on the prayer call in all the wee hours in the morning, hit star one and unmute. And what the, what the prayer calls, you can pray them in English first from the 21 day fast, particularly the ones for evangelism. Even after the 21 day fast, those wee hours in the morning are all be prayers for evangelism, pushing the growth of the church. You, you can pray them in English and then start praying in the spirit or even while people are praying in tongues, you can pray them in English while we're praying and you start joining us in tongues and we pray all together. And so we've had people on there that pray from two to four, then they get off. Others, they get on there like I got on there at 3.30 in the morning. I prayed until seven. The prayer call ends. and you, I, you know, I went on there the other day, three hours later, there was still people on there praying. And so the Lord has given us now that full blueprint to be able to establish what we need to do. So, so I encourage you to do that. So when you wake up 2 o'clock in the morning, it's not because butterflies are outside singing. Never mind. Um, you know, y'all come up with this stuff because people call me on stuff. Um, my question is about the no meats. Um, mm -hmm. Is tofu considered, if you want to do tofu instead of meat, can mm -hmm. you do that? that would, well, if it's not meat, it's not meat. It's, okay. I don't know what so tofu is. So if it tastes is. like meat. It's not yeah, cheap. Yeah, it tastes like Yes. 
So it's, it's not. Oh yeah, it's, f- I know it's, it's fermented not, soy. I was asking that question. I heard that, but forgot that. So because I tried. I mean, tofu is not bad. So th- let me let me answer two different ways. So tofu tofu is fermented soy. So guess what? That's soy, which comes from beans. Yeah, it comes from beans. So that's not meat. But what you want to be careful of is you still want to try to push yourself. Now, so what you may do is, is that when it says no meat, no sweets, no bread, you may say, okay, well, you know what? During this period of time then, I'm doing the tofu. Um, and so that's sacrificing. To- now, now, for some people, they're going to do the tofu because it's tricking them into thinking they eat meat. So don't be using the tofu and getting barbecue sauce on it and, and marinating the tofu and putting cheese on it. And, and because when we first did the fast, people were coming to me with formulas how to make all of the vegetables take like meat. That is not the purpose for the fast. The purpose for the fast is not to figure out new formulas on how to make vegetables turn into meat. The purpose of the fast is for us to go as hard as we can go. So yes, anything that is not meat, y'all guess, that's to answer your question. I'm just being comical. Did I answer your question? Yeah. I'm sorry. Sometimes me being too comical. Because, you know, people can try to cheat, so that's why I answered the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because, y'all, it's really a heart motive. It really is a heart motive. I mean, y'all, for me, vegetables is cheating. Because, I mean, because I'm used to fasting now. Okay? So, so I can do a three-day fast. Um, go ahead. She has another one. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good question. I usually get that every year. The, the sweets that we're talking about is stuff like processed sugar. Okay, the, yeah, the, the, the God is, how I many I know, God made, so when we say no sugar, sugar is not good for you. The sugar that's in bananas and fruits, that's fine. We're not talking about that. That's, that's just natural sugar that God put in there. That's different from the process and the high fructose corn syrup and the syrup you put on your pancakes. This stuff is not even food, folk. And your cells suck this in and produce things in your body. And so, uh, so, yeah, so you can do a little bit of research, but it's really, really simple. Fruits, vegetables, that's safe. Anything that's in grocery store, where's the fruit section? Right over there. Okay, well, apples, bananas, peaches, all of that is fruit. You can do that. Um, that's not a harm to the body. Um, and then vegetables, of course. And so, potato chips, no. Get for you, that's a dessert. Some of y'all go through a whole bag of potato chips. Okay, potato chips and Fritos and, and cookies and, and y'all know. Watch this. If you got to ask a question, move on to something else. Because today in this society, they make too many variations of everything. Can't even go to the grocery store and figure out which pickles to buy now. Like sitting up here just standing in the aisle looking crazy. <laughs> which ones do we use for hamburgers? They got 30 different types of deals now. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, pick something else. Any more questions? One more in the back. Come on, Denise. And then we'll close it down. I know in the, underneath everything it says that you really don't recommend it, but I didn't get to fast last year, so. Yeah, well, this is the thing. The, the biggest thing for breastfeeding moms is nutrition. Not necessarily the food. That sounded weird. So you can temper it where, where you look for things that are very, very nutritious. You know, high in protein. Beans are high in protein. There are other items that are high in protein. But again, so it may not be a thing where you go meatless for the entire 20 days, 
but it's a thing where you you look at your lifestyle and where you are and say, okay, what can I adjust? So like, for example, breastfeeding, but if you know that you're eating sweets all the time, well, guess what? For you, the fast might be, well, I'm going to stop eating sweets because sweets has no nutrition. Okay, so you can, so, and let me say this, y'all, and that's why I said the one side is sacrifice, go as hard as you can. The other side is God ain't crazy. God is not in the condemnation. You know, he can look at your situation and, and you, and that's why I love to see how Jesus handled situations. Jesus did, you know, there are several times, you know, that uh, Jesus just handled stuff with common sense. Even though he knew what the law said, even when it came to the woman in adultery, the law said, if you caught an adultery, you got to be killed. And so that's what I said. Hey, Jesus, the law that you all always talking about, we got to kill her. And so Jesus couldn't say that they were wrong. What he had, what he had to say is, oh, I'll tell you what, then, since y'all so quick to judge her according to the law, any of you that have never sinned, since all of them are the same, y'all pick up the first rock. See, so so you have to use it's OK to use common sense. It's OK for you to say, OK, I may not be able to go all the way as somebody that's doing no food for 21 days because I have a child, but there is something that I can do. Look at what you can adjust, you know, and so, but God, but let me say this. It's like a woman that is married to a man who handles the finances but refuses to tithe. God will still honor the woman as though she still tithes because it's outside of her ability to do it. So in the same way, God will honor you and say, Lord, I'm doing a 21 day fast by faith because I got to take care of this child. You know what I'm saying? So that's all you got to do. So it's not, so it might be mild adjustments you can make, you know, stop eating ice cream all day long. I'm not saying you do that, you know, and running around Krispy Kreme donuts, you know, y'all know what I'm saying. We do that on Sunday sometimes, that light, it don't matter if it's light or not. My wife's, every, almost every Sunday, my wife, we lead the church, is the Lord saying Krispy Kremes. <laughs> every time we want to do something, we blame it on the Lord, boy. Okay, so, but yeah, so just look at what you can adjust. You know, there's something you can adjust, you know what I'm saying? So, all right, y'all good? All right, let's go ahead and stand.